As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a true crime podcast, as the title suggests. So please consider this your warning that it's not suitable for children, and it probably will contain content that may be triggering to some people. Also, it's an Australian true crime podcast, so Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners should be aware it may contain the voices of deceased people. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. Hey, 
Hamish McKenzie is the Detective Superintendent of the Western Australia Sex Crimes Division. That means he's the boss. He's also a doctor, not a medical doctor, but a PhD of philosophy. He definitely sounds more like a policeman than a philosopher, as you're about to hear. Sex crimes is a very challenging area of policing, and Western Australia is a very challenging jurisdiction. It's the kind of place that elicits jaw-dropping trivia, like this. All of Western Europe could fit inside Western Australia. But Western Europe has a population of 195 million people, whereas Western Australia has a population of just 2.6 million people. And they're very spread out and very diverse. Western Australia is the largest single policing jurisdiction in the world. Most of it is desert, and it's home to some of the most lucrative mining on the planet, which means lots of fly-in, fly-out workers. 8.7% of the state, some 22 million hectares of land, is governed by the Aboriginal Lands Trust. And there are an estimated 12,000 people living in settlements in those lands. All of which means that policing, like everything else, is done differently in WA. But according to Hamish McKenzie, child sexual assault is the one area of law enforcement where egos really do take a back seat to results. He joins us on Australian True Crime, which serving officers rarely do, so we're very grateful to talk about his work and how we can continue to work together in child protection. So we have responsibility across the state of Western Australia for all sex crime related matters. And that's not only children, but that's for adults as well. And we also manage the serious offender management squad. So they manage the 4,000 uh, reportable sex offenders throughout Western Australia. So, so we've got quite a big responsibility throughout the state to respond to sex crimes. What brought you into the sex crimes division? when you decided to be a copper, was this an area that you thought you'd get into or did you sort of just find yourself here? No, in fact, it wasn't an area I thought of. One of my biggest regrets was that as a young detective, I didn't work in this area because at the time I had uh, young children and I always thought that it's an area I should tend to stay away from. And and having worked in this area as, the, as head of the division, I, know, I now see that as a mistake because... Some of the work and some of the experiences these officers and are exposed to, obviously, are traumatic, but they're certainly so fulfilling for the officers to, to be able to come to work every day and really know that you have changed someone's life for the better or you've, you've rescued a child from harm. I, don't, I can't imagine any better um, experience than that. I came down to, to Perth from Kalgoorlie and as soon as I saw the, the work the officers were doing, the types of jobs I were doing, I immediately thought that, you know, I've sort of found my place. And as as corny as it sounds, I, I tend to think at the time I found my people. These were people who thought like me, who had the same outward-looking view of the world that I did in that, you know, we're here for a purpose. We're here as police officers to, to protect people, to help people. And I really saw this as an area where I could I could do that and I could do it in a compassionate way, uh, in an empathetic way. So that's what drew me to the division in the first place. After all your years of experience, what can you tell us are sort of the telltale signs or the repeated signs that you have heard about 
from families in kids who are being targeted by sexual predators? There are so many uh, factors and you couldn't point to one. And, and, and what I would say, if you see or as a parent or a, a caregiver, you see behaviour from a child that is unusual, that is not part of their normal routine, then there's usually something going on in the background. And that may not be that they are subject to child sexual abuse, but there could be something else going on in the background. What my years of experience working in this division has told me is that children are most often truthful. So if a child tells you that something is happening to them, something bad is happening to them, then I would implore parents and caregivers to, to listen to the child and explore what might be, be going on. Um, because unfortunately, I do hear of occasions where the child hasn't been taken seriously or parents are not as um, protective as they should be to put it bluntly. So please listen to your children because your children are a pretty good gauge of what's going on in their lives. I know the online world is really baffling for a lot of us. We just didn't, we didn't grow up with it. And as much as I'm online all the time, I work online, but I still don't understand it as well as my kids do. I have teenagers. I try and stay on top of it. I try and understand it, but I know that I don't understand it like they do. It's you know, it's gotten away from me. What advice do you have about that? When you, when we feel like it's gotten away from us and I feel like they'll be honest with me, but I know that teenagers don't tell their parents everything. I'm not that naive. Yeah, my advice would be, as in any other parts of your child's life, is to be engaged with them and ask them what they're doing. Ask them to, to show you the game they're playing. How do you play that game? Can I play that game with you? Be engaged with them as you would you know, if your child was involved in kick or any other sporting event, you may kick the ball with your, your child in the in the backyard or throw a ball to them. Go on to these online games with them and show them, ask them, you know, how do you play that game? So you become more involved. And that way, hopefully, when they are approached or when there's something they're not comfortable with in a game, they feel comfortable to come and talk to you about it. Because that's really what them to be comfortable in doing is, you know, we, we unfortunately can't stop predators from preying on children in these games. What we can do is is have have the ability for your child to come and talk to you freely, and certainly not, you know, cascade your child because you know they may have done something silly online. They may have accidentally disclosed some personal information. So they need to know that there's there's no blame. There's going to be no no comeback from them if they tell you about something they've been doing. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Also powerful is the statistic of um, sexual assault in the disability community in Australia, and that is, I think, a sleeping giant, isn't it, when we talk about sexual abuse in Australia because so many victims are unable to speak for themselves, are unable to communicate exactly what has happened to them. Where are you at with that? With I know that, that police are trying to, to work on interview tactics and, and trying to improve on that. Yeah, it, it is a challenge for us. And and we know that predators target victims who are nonverbal or in the case of infants, you know, pre-verbal because they don't want victim disclosing to family, friends or or, or to police. So so that is tough. And and unfortunately we see it in the aged care sector as well for the for the same reasons. So it, it is tough. We we in, in Western Australia, we uh, now have an online reporting platform so people who perhaps find it tough to report face-to-face to police, and we know it is confronting for people to either pick up a telephone or, or go into a police station. You know, we've had reports of people driving to police stations and sitting in the cars in their car park and then backing out. So we have a, a, a anonymous reporting platform that allows people um, to engage with uh, trained specialist investigators. And it doesn't mean they have to report at that time. They can certainly reach out to our officers here and just ask about the process, what will happen, what happens if I come in to report, you know, what will happen to the offender, what will happen to my family, those sort of things. So what do you want us to know? What do you want the community to know that you're a part of to help you and for you to help us? We always need information from the community and, and law enforcement can't work without the community, we need to be in this together because it's not just a law enforcement problem, of course. It is a, it's a community um, problem. We need to ensure programs such as protective behaviours are uh, rolled out in all school programs and, and most uh, schools um, have them as part of their curriculum, which is a, which is a great thing. What's protective behaviours? So protective behaviours is a program that teaches children uh, about their bodies and, and what is what are bluntly, what is good touching, what's bad touching, what is normal, if you term it like that, and what is not normal behaviour. So, And to speak to a trusted adult if they feel uncomfortable. When I first came into the division, uh, I mentioned before I came from um, Kalgoorlie, so it was a, a regional centre, we're all about volume crime there, so about burglaries and assaults. And when I first came into this division, I thought, well, I need to look at our crime statistics and I need to make sure we're getting our crime statistics down. So I spoke to my child interviewers and worked out that it takes a certain amount of time to do a child interview and they need to be doing more child interviews. There need to be more child interviews. I was very much statistics driven. And what I'd forgotten about is, of course, about the people involved and especially working in this division. It is all about the people, whether it's my own people or or the people and the victims that um, we look after. And I remember I was walking to to work, and this is the how it was reinforced to me. 
that this is a all about the, the people and the children because I was walking to work one day from the train station about 10 minutes walk from from the office and as I mentioned before our office is where we do our specialist child interviews and on my way to work just in front of me there was a there was a mother and a little child she must have been about five years old walking in front of me and it was a nice spring day I remember looking at the child and thinking isn't that a beautiful sight a mother and a daughter they were holding hands and I still remember the, the little girl to this day she had a yellow dress on was carrying a, a teddy bear that was sort of almost trailing along, along the footpath as she walked down. And as I walked in front of me, they were about, about about 100 metres from my office. And I remember my um, my heart started beating really fast. And I thought, what's going on here? Am I having a heart attack? What's what's going on? And as the, the mother and the daughter got closer and closer to my office, I started to think, oh, no, that girl's coming here for an interview. And from that moment, that child went from little girl holding a teddy bear, cute little girl, to a victim of child sexual abuse because I knew exactly what she was there for. So I, I invited the mother and, the, and her daughter in and sat them down and waited for the, the child interview to come down. And then I went back to my office and it took me about 10 minutes to compose myself for a number of reasons. The first reason is I thought, well, how stupid am I putting all that pressure on my staff to pump through child interviews as if we were just some sort of factory? And the second was because, again, I just reflected on how easy it is for a child to become, go from an innocent child one moment and then from the blink of an eye, they're a victim of abuse. And I remember seeing that little girl's face and I I just thought, she doesn't understand really what what is happening. And I know what's going to happen. I know what's what the process is. I know the years of struggle and trauma that she may have to uh, go through in the years to come. But at that stage, you know, that look of, uh, anxiety, apprehension, innocence. Um, that's something that stuck with me for a long time. So when I think, what am I doing here? What am my staff doing here? I remember that little girl and that's what we're here for. Thank you to our guest today, Detective Superintendent Hamish McKenzie. There's a link in our show notes to the WA Police website. If you need support after listening to this podcast, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or contact 1800 RESPECT on 1800 737 732 or 1800respect.org.au. Indigenous Australians can contact 13 Yarn on 13 9276 or 13 yarn.org.au. Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. We'll be back next week. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out.